Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tom Gazzola with you. The bye week continues. However, I think we've transitioned officially into the All-Star break, and that is because, indeed, All-Star Weekend in St. Louis is well underway, and the skills competition goes tonight. So, too, will be the McDavid Injury Rehabilitation mini-documentary. That's on Sportsnet immediately following the skills competition for those of you in Canada that want to watch it. Obviously, a lot of eyes will be on that covering the Oilers and knowing Connor McDavid and covering him his five seasons in the National Hockey League. I will be glued to the TV set to see what Don Metz and his crew has put forward. Uh, Adam Scorgi as well, great local filmmaker, documentarian, and uh, Shane Fennessy who works alongside him. Uh, Great crew there, obviously. Good friends and uh, very excited to see what they have in store in regard to this latest documentary that they have completed, worked on, and will be finally debuting tonight following the All-Star Game. In this episode of Locked On Oilers, it's going to be All-Star centric, obviously. I'm going to go into the six events at the skills competition. I'm going to take a stab at my guess at who wins them. And then at the end of this podcast, I will take my best guess as to who wins the game on Saturday in the All-Star Classic. I will first preface this by saying All-Star Weekend is a really, really fun event. I've covered four All-Star games. I did the first one that I covered in Ottawa in 2012. I covered the one in Columbus where the cannon went off like 21 times. It was so loud. A great event there as well. I also did the one in Nashville. That one was a ton of fun. And my last one that I covered was in 2018 in Tampa. Also a great time there. I covered that one at Oilers TV with my good buddies Blaine Sayers and Chris Westcott, who you've heard from on this podcast. Both of those two working at NJD.TV. If you are not familiar with NJD.TV, that is the New Jersey Devils digital branch. Both of those men covering the team for... Uh, njd.tv and working under my old boss Mark Champa who brought me in at Oilers TV years and years ago so he's basically brought that entire crew or uh, the ones that he really needed and uh, the ones that had the right passport in regard to Westcott uh, over to the Devils and they are kicking ass right now in regard to the content that they produce along with Amanda Stein who used to work at TSN radio in Montreal And uh, it's great to see basically the blueprint that we created with Oilers TV being incorporated with the Devils. And uh, the proof is in the pudding. They have raised the bar and continue to do a hell of a job. I tried to get Westcott for this edition of the podcast. He is in St. Louis. He didn't get back to me last night because it was the NHL media event at the All-Star Game. And I texted him really late when I came up with the idea of having him from uh, St. Louis on location doing the podcast uh, with me today. So kind of my bad. And I knew he was full of pork product and Budweiser product. So when he texted me back today, you know what? It's a full slate. It's a really busy schedule. I've experienced it before. My bad. Probably should have planned it ahead. Regardless, we will do this podcast. It will be plenty of fun. And I'll finally end this thought by saying that uh, I do enjoy All-Star Weekend. 
but I like to joke, and I and this does come with truth to it, obviously. But the worst part of the All Star Weekend is the game itself. Even the skills competition, uh, covering it is is kind of cheesy. It gets cheesy, but I'm I'm glad the leagues and the players association are kind of mixing it up a little bit. They've introduced a couple of new elements: the elite women's three on three. That should be excellent. Looking forward to seeing that play out. Some big names in women's hockey will be taking part in that one, and especially the newest element, the. The NHL shooting stars, where the players will be taking part in these events from the stands. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. I'll get into detail about these events, but let's get into the first one. And that will be the NHL's fastest skater event. Eight players will compete in the Bridgestone NHL fastest skater. Each skater, of course, timed for one full lap around the rink. Skater may choose the direction of the lap and be positioned a maximum of three feet behind the start line so they can't get a running start. Uh, Obviously, here are the participants, and I think I'm pretty sure I'm going to surprise nobody with my response as to who I predict wins this. But Jack Eichel, Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, Matthew Barzile, Chris Kreider, Anthony Duclair, Travis Konechny, and Quinn Hughes taking part. McDavid, he's going to win it. Uh, I think it's a, a given, basically. So let's just leave that one there. Pretty straightforward. Eichel's fast. McKinnon's got wheels, but I think of him more of a shifty player. McDavid is just a, a speedster, blazing, unbelievable on his edges, how he can build speed on crossovers. Uh, Barzell, also shifty, very smooth. Chris Kreider, more, I think of him more of a, a power stride and uh, power type of skater as opposed to fleet of foot and quickness could prove us wrong. He's a big body guy, but when I think of him, I think of him as more of a power type skater. Same with Anthony Duclair. I think of Duclair as more of an east-west guy, but we'll see. Maybe he does have north-south speed that uh, I have not witnessed before, and maybe I'm underrating him. Travis Konechny, I love his hands as a player. He's shifty as well. Uh, I'm not sure in terms of his skating. And as for Quinn Hughes, very smooth. Obviously, to play defense in the National Hockey League, you have to be an excellent skater. Hughes is an all-star for good reason. I'm glad he was the one voted in in the Pacific Division. Uh, Max Pacioretty would have been my second vote, but he got in when I think it was Jakob Silverberg had to pull out due to the birth of his child. So there you go. Connor McDavid will win fastest skater. That's my prediction. I would win no money making that bet in Las Vegas. That brings us to the NHL save streak. A minimum of four goalies and all 36 skaters are going to participate in the NHL save streak, a shootout group by division where goalies compete to make the most consecutive saves. Each goalie will face one opposing division and a minimum of nine scoring attempts Each scoring attempt is officiated in accordance with NHL shootout rules and begins with the ref's whistle. Players from each division will shoot in numerical order, lowest to highest, with the divisional captain shooting ninth. A goalie's round at the Bud Light NHL save streak cannot end with the save. If the divisional captain's shot is saved, the goalie will continue to face shooters until a goal is scored. If the goalie makes a save... On the divisional captain's shot, the order of shooters to follow is the same as the original order. So obviously a lot of rules to this one. In regard to who I think wins from the goalies, I'm going to be an absolute homer on this one. I'll give you the list of the participants first. We've got David Riddick from the Flames, Tristan Jari from the Penguins, 
Jordan Bennington from the St. Louis Blues, Andre Vasilevsky from the Lightning, Freddie Anderson from the Maple Leafs, Jacob Markstrom from Vancouver, Braden Holtby from the Caps, and Connor Hellebuck from the Jets. I think this one will come down to Tristan Jari and Jordan Bennington. Obviously, being in St. Louis, Bennington will have the home crowd behind him. I think he'll put on a show, but I think Tristan Jari, the former Edmonton Oil King, wins the Bud Light NHL save streak. On we go now to NHL accuracy shooting. Eight players will compete in the Honda NHL accuracy shooting timed event where a shooter is positioned 25 feet from the goal and shoots pucks at target images that appear on an LED screen placed on the goal line. Time will start at the ref's whistle, and each player will shoot pucks at the target images, which will disappear from the screen after being successfully hit. The clock stops when the player has successfully hit all target images. The player that hits all target images in the fastest time will be crowned the winner of the accuracy shooting. If there's a tie for the fastest time, the tie players compete again to determine the winner. Here are your Participants, Jacob Slavin from the Carolina Hurricanes, Tyler Bertuzzi from the Red Wings, Leon Dreisaitl from the Oilers, Jonathan Huberto from the Panthers, Nico Heischer from the Devils, Tomas Hurdle from the Sharks, Alex Petrangelo from the Blues, and Mark Scheifele from the Winnipeg Jets. Here are my top three, and then I'll boil it down to one. I like Huberto in this one. A very underrated player because he plays with the Panthers and nobody pays attention to them, not even people in Miami. Sorry, Panthers fans. It's true. I've been there. I've covered games there. Uh, when the team's winning, sure, it picks up. But overall, not a lot of people are watching the Panthers. Huberto, an excellent, excellent hockey player that uh, is a treat to watch, obviously. So I think Huberto will be my top three. So will Mark Scheifele and Alex Petrangelo. Again, St. Louis Blue playing in his hometown. He will want to put on a show. I do think Mark Scheifele wins the NHL accuracy shooting. This is Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Friday edition of the show, special all-star edition of the show. The skills competition goes tonight, and then it's the game tomorrow. Here's... What we're getting into next, it's the elite women's three-on-three. Two teams, American All-Stars and Canadian All-Stars, each comprised of nine skaters and one goalie, will go head-to-head in the elite women's three-on-three. The game will consist of two 10-minute periods with a running clock. Teams will switch ends after the first. All penalties will be served, I say with quotation marks, with a penalty shot being awarded to the player specifically fouled. Here are the rosters. Uh, the American All-Stars, Casey Bellamy, Alex Carpenter, Kendall Coyne, Brianna Decker, Amanda Kessel, sister of Phil, Hillary Knight, Jocelyn Lamaru-Davidson, Annie Pinkowski, Alex Rigsby, and Lee Steckline. Here's the Canadian All-Stars. Megan Augusta, Melody Daou, Anne-Renée Debien, Renata Fast, Laura Fortino, Rebecca Johnston, Sarah Nurse, cousin of Darnell, Marie-Philippe Poulain, Natalie Spooner, and Blair Turnbull. Listen, both teams are stacked. These are the two supreme teams in women's hockey, and uh, I'm going to also be an extreme homer in this one, and I'm going to go with my Canadian girls who are going to spoil the party in St. Louis for the American All-Stars. 
don't care what you say, our Canadian girls are going to bring it home in the first ever Elite Women's 3-on-3. Next event, NHL Hardest Shot. Minimum of four players will compete in the Enterprise NHL Hardest Shot. Each player will attempt two shots measured in miles per hour with the highest speed of their two shots recorded. For each attempt, a single puck is positioned on the ice 30 feet from the center of the goal. Starting no further from the nearest blue line, the shooter may skate towards the puck and shoot it from its position spot into the goal. You all know the rest. Basically, Zidane Chara and Shea Weber have owned this event for the last decade. Here are the participants. Mark Giordano from the Flames, Seth Jones from the Blue Jackets, Shea Weber from the Habs, Victor Hedman from the Lightning, Elias Pettersson from the Vancouver Canucks, and John Carlson from the Washington Capitals. I'm going to go with Shea Weber. He's having a monster season. He's in great shape. He's healthy. Why not reclaim his title as the NHL's hardest shooter? And my dark horse for the hardest shot will be a Victor Hedman, the giant from Sweden, playing for the Lightning. Has a bomb of a shot. That brings us to the NHL shooting stars. This is the event I am most eager to see. I will explain it to you. Ten players, eight NHL All-Stars, and one American Elite Women's All-Star team member and one Canadian Elite Women's All-Star team member will compete in the Gatorade NHL Shooting Stars. Players from the American and Canadian Elite Women's All-Star teams will be selected by social media vote, so get ready to vote for that. Players will be positioned on an elevated platform behind the goal approximately 30 feet above the ice surface where they will shoot pucks at a variety of targets located on the ice with each target possessing different point values. One at a time, each player will attempt seven shots and earn points for each target hit. Pucks that do not hit a target will earn no points. Pucks that bounce, deflect, or otherwise ricochet onto or into a target will be counted for the highest scoring value they hit. A puck that hits the face of a target then falls into the center will be scored as if it went directly into the center. A puck that hits the center and bounces out will be scored the point value of the center. A puck that bounces off the ice then up onto or into a target will be awarded the corresponding value. And a puck that hits the base of the target will not be awarded any points. Players may hit the same target multiple times. All scoring denominations will be decided by the on-ice officials. If at the completion of the event there is a tie for the highest score, Players will shoot three pucks each to determine a winner. If the players remain tied after the three pucks, a sudden death score-off will occur. Here is uh, a note that the NHL has put out that uh, special protective netting will be installed at Enterprise Center for the Gatorade NHL Shooting Stars. So if you're worried about fans getting hit in the head by flying pucks, not going to happen. Here are the participants from the NHL, the women's will be voted via social media. David Pasternak from the Bruins, Matthew Kachuk from the Flames, Patrick Kane from the Hawks, Tyler Sagan from the Dallas Stars, Brady Kachuk from the Sens, Ryan O'Reilly from the Blues, David Perron from the Blues, and Mitch Marner from the Leafs. I can tell you the two players who probably will not win this, Matthew and Brady Kachuk. I also do not like Ryan O'Reilly's chances, nor do I like David Perron's or Mitch Marner's. I'm going to go with either Patrick Kane, Tyler Sagan, or David Pasternak, and I think it'll be the old boy, Patrick Kane, winning the 
NHL Shooting Stars event. I don't know who's going to be competing for the elite women's. Uh, I'll go for the Canadian girl, whoever gets voted in, because I'm biased towards the Canadians. There you have it. By the way, the winners of each event pick up a cool $30,000. Not bad. It's an all-star edition of Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I went through the entire skills competition and my predictions. Let's move on to the NHL All-Star Game. Of course, the league doing the three-on-three tournament once again this year. Here are your rosters, or what's left of the original rosters, because there's been so many guys moved in and out of the All-Star Game due to a varying amount of different reasons. For the Atlantic Division, David Pasternak, Tyler Bertuzzi, Anthony Duclair, Jack Eichel, Jonathan Huberto, Mitchell Marner, Brady Kachuk, Victor Hedman, Shea Weber, Frederick Anderson, and Andre Vasilevsky. Pretty good team. Can't really complain about any of these rosters, although you can judge who you think will win. Metro Division, Chris Letang, Matthew Barzell, Nico Heeshear, Travis Konechny, Chris Kreider, TJ Oshie, John Carlson, Seth Jones, Jacob Slavin, Brayden Holtby and Tristan Jari. Central Division, Nathan McKinnon, Patrick Kane, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, Mark Scheifele, Tyler Sagan, Eric Stahl, Roman Yossi, Alex Petrangelo, Jordan Binnington, and Connor Hellebuck. That's a hell of a team, actually. Pacific Division, Connor McDavid captains the team. Followed by Leon Dreisaitl, Tomas Hurdle, Ange Kopitar, Max Pacioretty, Elias Pettersson, Matthew Kachuk, Mark Giordano, Quinn Hughes, Jacob Markstrom, and David Riddick. I'm going to start with the Pacific Division, what I like and don't like about this team. McDavid Dreisaitl, excellent. Kopitar, still a fantastic player. Pacioretty, elite. Elias Pettersson, one of the best young players in the league. And uh, they've got Mark Giordano on defense with Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes is going to be an excellent player. He already is. I don't like the goaltending for this Pacific Division team, Markstrom and Riddick. I think that will be the downfall of the Pack Division. I do think the Central Division is much stronger. McKinnon, Kane, O'Reilly, Perron, Shifley, Sagan, Stahl, Yossi, Petrangelo, Bennington, Hellebuck. Yeah, that's who I'm picking to win it. Sorry, Metro Division, but I, uh, you know, Konechny, great young player. Heeshear, great young player. Kreider, excellent player. Oshie, Carlson. Carlson might score 100 points this year as a defenseman. First guy to do it if he accomplishes it since Brian Leach did it in the early 90s. Seth Jones is in there. Jacob Slavin, Braden Holby. Uh, that team's okay. And at the Atlantic Division, Pasternak, Bertuzzi, Declare, Eichel, Huberto. I think my runner-up would be the Atlantic Division. I, I just really think that the Central is stacked. They have the fewest amount of guys who didn't bail out on the team. Uh, you look at the Atlantic Division, Tuka Rask had to pull out. Austin Matthews is not playing. And you look at the Metro Division, Gensel, Palmieri, Hamilton, Eunice Corposalo, Artemi Panarin, Alex Ovechkin, all opted out, whether it was due to injury or just didn't want to play. So Vechkin just didn't want to play. He's taking it easy, suspended, misses a game. Central, nobody on their list of people that bailed out or couldn't make it due to injury. And the Pacific is without Jakob Silverberg, who I mentioned earlier. Pacioretty took his spot. 
Logan Couture, who's injured. Darcy Kemper, also injured, and was replaced with David Riddick. And Marc-Andre Fleury chose not to play. We'll take a suspension. So there you go. That, uh, that sums it up when it comes to the All-Star teams and the game. My pick, the Central, wins it. This day in hockey history, Chicago's Glenn Hall from the Edmonton area, still living around here, owns a farm around Edmonton, tied the NHL record for consecutive games by a goaltender when he appeared in his 328th straight game, a 3-2 loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Hall tied the mark set by Montreal's George Vesna. That happened on this day 60 years ago, January 24th, 1960. All-Stars, great events, everything surrounding the event and the game is excellent. The activities, the festival, all of that stuff that surrounds it is top-notch. The league does a tremendous job, and it's across the board. When they do drafts, when they do All-Star games, when they do outdoor games, the league does an excellent job around the arenas and in the cities themselves. Probably the most boring part of this weekend will be the game itself. I maintain that. I've covered a number of these games, and uh, that's all I have to say about that. But it's always neat to check out. I'll be glued to my TV set watching. So until next week, enjoy All-Star Weekend. Next week, we get you set for the return of the Oilers and that magical, magical game on the 29th. The Battle of Alberta returns. Oilers-Flames, Zach Cassian back in action. We'll see what happens. We'll get you set for that one. As the Oilers return to Edmonton on Sunday from the bye week slash all-star break, and we'll have a practice. They'll be on the ice on Monday and Tuesday. We'll be back Monday to start getting you set for that big Battle of Alberta showdown on the 29th. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone. Take care. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.